Well, good evening again. It's Wednesday night, and so we are gathering for our Wednesday night Bible study and devotion, and uh, hope that you're having a good week. The um, As we move through phase one of the um, corona pandemic uh, re-entry process, things are going well. I uh, hope that you enjoyed uh, the, our Sunday services and looking forward to more of those. Tonight, we are uh, continuing in... Uh, with a couple of messages on just a little talk with Jesus. These are conversations that uh, Jesus has with various folks, uh, people, and in, in, as recorded in the New Testament. The uh, this particular one tonight we're going to be looking at actually is uh, uh, it's not really a passage that gets a lot of attention because it looks like it's just narrative connecting uh, other other more what we would consider more major events. But it actually talks about um, some of the, the characteristics of the people that were following Jesus during his earthly ministry. It's, it's, it's in uh, uh, Luke chapter 7, and, and we are in the early phases of his uh, public ministry. He's beginning to draw a crowd, and people are traveling along with him as they uh, make, make their way around Galilee, and, and uh, he's beginning to... Uh, teach and and he's beginning to heal people and uh, do the the miracles that are recorded in the New Testament. So what you end up with is a is a conglomeration of people of uh, different types of people, and uh, I've, I've entitled tonight's uh, Bible study uh, as just a little talk with Jesus, and the title is Expectations. Uh, the the truth of the matter is is that the kingdom of God is made up of a lot of different characters and uh, and all those characters have various expectations funny thing about expectations is is that uh, we we tend to say things like you know we we want to live by the bible we want to we want to uh, understand the commands of christ and we want to have those impact how we live our life how we understand reality how we how we engage with the uh, things that happen in this life. But the also, in addition to that desire, and, and, and the, as we grow in Christ, as we study and become more experienced uh, disciples, we also bring to that, that uh, mix what I call expectations, our, our own uh, desires, our own presuppositions, our own cultural background, our own family background, uh, we bring those into this business of living the Christian life. And uh, these expectations are normal. Uh, they're not necessarily sinful. Um, sometimes they can be, but quite often they are simply points of view or perspectives that we bring into our Christian walk. And so Jesus was having to deal with these. We're going to look at four tonight that uh, come out in this particular passage. I'm going to, and, and I want to emphasize as we go through these things that any one of us could demonstrate all of the various expectations that these different characters are, are uh, demonstrating and that Jesus is having to uh, deal with and respond to as he tries to, to teach them about the kingdom of God and about what it means 
to be a believer. And so uh, we're we're going to look at look at four characters tonight, uh, four four characteristics and the expectations that they bring to uh, a, a a walk a, a believer's walk in faith. Because all these people, at some level or another, uh, are putting their faith in Jesus and and, and learning and try and experiencing what it's going to mean to uh, to to walk uh, as a believer in Jesus. So we're going to begin tonight. Uh, in in Luke uh, chapter seven, and um, I'm going to begin reading in verse eighteen. Um, and if you have your Bibles, turn there with me. The the passages will appear on the screen. Luke chapter seven, beginning in verse eighteen. John's disciples, and that that's John the Baptist. John the Baptist's disciples told him about all these things that Jesus was doing. So Jesus is doing miracles. Some of John's disciples are, are uh, traveling along. Calling two of them, he sent them to the Lord to ask, Are you the one who was to come, or should we expect someone else? When the men came to Jesus, they said, John the Baptist sent us to you to ask, Are you the one who was to come, or should we expect someone else? At that very time, Jesus cured many, and had uh, many who had diseases and sicknesses and evil spirits and gave sight to many who were blind. So he replied to them, to the messengers, Go back and report to John what you have seen and heard. The blind receive sight, the lame walk, those who have leprosy are cured, the deaf hear, the dead are raised, and the good news is preached to the poor. Blessed is the man who does not fall away on account of me. All right. At this point in Jesus' ministry, it's early on, and so John the Baptist is still alive. He has not been arrested yet. Uh, he has his own following. He has his own followers, his own disciples. Some of Jesus' disciples that eventually became his disciples, James and John in particular, were actually followers of John before they became disciples of Jesus. Jesus has already been baptized by John. He's already had an experience uh, with John. John looked up and, and declared, Behold the Lamb of God, which takes away the sins of the world. And so um, he's already identified Jesus as the Messiah. But here he is now sending messengers asking, Are you the one to be, that we've been expecting, or should we be expecting another? Uh, there's no real explanation why John begins to have these thoughts, but it's not the first time it happens. After he's arrested, he, he asks the same thing. Once he's in prison and Herod uh, is going to have him executed. So, so, so John want, wants to be sure. So what, 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 is the, what are the, all the characteristics here of John and these two disciples? So the, the first characteristic, uh, first character that we want to look at, I'm calling the forceful. Uh, the forceful. Now, um, Believers in Jesus, if they're going to be forceful, they have some expectations. Um, and the, the, the one driving this particular conversation is the, the, the need for our understanding to be correct. Um, Christians want to be right about what they believe. And every, every tradition, every Christian tradition, uh, every... Um, system of theology 
that has followers, uh, they are convinced that their um, position and their interpretations are correct. And it's based on an expectation. An expectation is that I, is that I have a need that for what I believe to be correct. And you see this all the time. Uh, some of the most popular things that are going on is, is uh, end times theories. Have you ever you know, seen specials and things on those? And you've got these guys that are just absolutely certain that their end time theory is correct. And they, and they, they, they get uh, uh, aggressive and they get assertive and they, and they, and they argue, uh, that kind of thing. I remember when I was at First Baptist Church of Las Vegas, we had one of these guys come by and we did a prophecy conference and he held to a particular end times theory um, and he was teaching it with great vigor and in and, and, and one of the sessions I began to ask some just some basic questions um, at least what I thought were basic questions that that simply uh, were not completely compatible with the particular end times theory that he was postulating and uh, you know it, it, it was very interesting, the responses, because here was a guy who was a follower of Jesus, a committed Christian, a believer in the Bible, uh, but he was, he, he was a character that I call the forceful. He had a need to understand and believe that what he was, was teaching and what he had been taught was correct. Now, what happens to a person, to, to the forceful character, to the forceful um, follower of Christ? What happens when that expectation is challenged or when that expectation is unmet? What happens is, is that they begin to, to be confused and they begin to have doubt. Their, 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 uh, their world is, a, is challenged all of a sudden and if, and if there's validity to the challenge or if, it's not, if, if the challenge is not configured or, or fitting into their expectation, then confusion uh, happens and there is doubt. And so Jesus' response to these disciples of John was to go back, because the question was, are you the one that we should that, that, that is to come, or should we expect another? And, and Jesus kind of looked at him and he said, go back and tell John this. Tell him what you've seen. Tell him what you've heard. People being healed blind being sight to the blind and, and leprosy being healed, people being, being raised from the dead. And the kingdom of God, the good news, the gospel is being proclaimed to the poor. What did you expect the Messiah to do? Go back and tell him that. Tell him what you've seen and heard. And then he, then he adds a, an, an interesting uh, comment to the very end of this conversation with these disciples of John. He says, Blessed is the man who is not distressed. Blessed is the man who is not uh, disturbed because of me. Now what does that mean? Uh, fact of the matter is, is that no theory, no, uh, no preconceived idea, or no idea that you, or that, that you may, you may um, stridently, faithfully, uh, powerfully hold. Jesus is not obligated to meet that expectation uh, all the time. We need to trust that Jesus is who he says he is and that 
that we will be blessed if we don't let Jesus' actions that contradict our expectations throw us out of whack. So that brings us into the second character that we have. So that, that, that next characteristic is called what I call the faithful. Um, and the, the, these guys were part of the entourage that was following Jesus. And his comments about the faithful appear in verses 24 to 29. After John's messengers left Jesus, he, he began to speak to the crowd about him. What did you expect in, to, to see in the desert? A reed swayed by the wind? If not, what did you go out to see? A man dressed in fine clothes? No. Those who wear fine clothes and indulge in, lu uh, uh, and indulge in luxury are in palaces. But what did you go out to see? A prophet? Yes. I tell you, and more than a prophet. This is the one whom it is written, I will send my messenger ahead of you, and you will prepare your way before you. I tell you, among those born of women, there is none greater than John. Yet one who is least in the kingdom of God is greater than he. All these people, even the tax collectors, when they heard Jesus' words, acknowledged that God's way was right, because they had been baptized by John. Alright, so this bunch is I'm calling the faithful. Now, the faithful, Jesus actually uses the, the term, what did you expect when you came out to see John? He's now talking to them about John. So what, what were your expectations? You know, was it something, some, some rich guy, some a reed blowing in the wind? What did you expect? They, they expected a prophet. And Jesus says that's correct, and more than a prophet. So, what are the expectations of faithful people who are committed followers of Christ and and, and who and, and who are who are who are wanting to learn and wanting to be faithful? They they their expectation is that they need to be told the truth, and they need to be uh, led by leadership with integrity and and honesty, and not taking advantage of them. The um, so Jesus reassured them that what you heard from John and what you're following now by following me uh, is consistent with the truth of God's word, uh, and and this encouraged them because they they said it's interesting. This is even the tax collectors that were walking along with them um, were 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 encouraged by this and that they they believed that what God's God's way was right. So what was God's way? God's way was that there was going to be a prophet that came before the Messiah, and then the Messiah would appear, and that John the Baptist was that prophet, and Jesus was the Messiah. So they had been told the truth, they were following the truth, and they were being led with, with integrity based on truth, and they were following the true Messiah. What happens when faithful people, uh, committed people, people with, with that, that have put their faith and trust in, in the gospel. What happens when that expectation uh, is uh, unmet? Many times in, in churches and what have you, we shoot our wounded and we, and we churches hurt people and they, they, they injure folks because uh, of the way things are done and, the, and the, the kinds of things that happen. So when, when the expectation of the faithful, which is to be led with integrity and to be told the truth, when, that's, when that fails, then, then there's confusion that results and, and there is fear that results. So we have a responsibility when we are leading folks and we're trying to teach people to follow Christ that we lead with integrity, that we, lead, that we tell the people the truth. The truth is, is revealed in scripture and we, we say read it, 
look what you see, you're, uh, follow what you see, understand what you're under, what you're seeing, and and you can you can trust in that, and you can be uh, confident in that. That's the expectations of the faithful. The next expectation is actually a very short, short one. It's in it's in verse thirty. Now in verse thirty, Jesus says. Now th this is just after uh, he's talked to the faithful. In verse twenty nine. So verse thirty says. But the Pharisees and experts in the law rejected God's purposes for themselves because they had not been baptized by John. I call these guys the foolish. They were there, they were following Jesus for whatever, uh, whatever their motivations were, but they, but they were there and they were hearing it. Jesus says to them that, that, that you have rejected God's purposes for your lives. These guys focused on on the things that God doesn't focus on. All right, these followers of Jesus focus on the things that God doesn't focus on. They focused on their plans, their reasoning, their agendas, their institutions, their traditions, the things that 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 meant something to them and provided them with a, a sense of security and stability. And, and these were some of the characters that were in the entourage that was following Jesus. And these were the foolish because they were, they were focusing, uh, they were majoring on the minors. They were majoring on the things that didn't really ma matter to God that much. And so as a result, they, they, rejected, they rejected God's purposes for them. God had a purpose for the Pharisees. He had a purpose for the religious leaders. He wanted, they were leaders of Israel. They, they understood the scriptures. But because they were so wrapped up in their interpretation of the scriptures and so wrapped up in their own expectations about what the Messiah should be and who he should be, they were missing the very fact that Jesus was, in fact, the Messiah. What happens when a foolish follower of Jesus has his, has his expectations uh, unmet, when, when his own, when his own uh, plans and his own agendas and his own reasoning and his own theology and those kinds of things get in the way of what God is actually doing. What's there going to be his reaction to that? And it's going to be anger. And that's exactly what happened with the religious leaders. They rejected Christ. They had their reasons for doing it, but they were contrary to God's purposes and they were missing what God was doing because they were mad about everything regarding Jesus. The next fourth thing, the fourth character that was following Jesus is recorded in verse 31 through 34. These are, the, these are the funny ones. I like these guys because we got a bunch of these in, our, in the church today. Verses 31 through 34. To what can I compare the people of this generation? What are they like? They're like children sitting in the marketplace and calling out to each other. We played the flute for you and you did not dance. We sang a dirge and you did not cry. For John the Baptist came neither eating bread nor drinking wine and you called him a demon. The Son of Man comes eating and drinking, and you say, He's a glutton and a drunk and a friend of tax collectors and sinners. But wisdom is proved to be right by all our children. I call these characters the fickled. These are the ones that, uh, that what, what's, what's their expectation? Their expectation is that I want the latest and greatest. I'm, I'm looking for the, the, the most hip, the most uh, the, the fads. I want to be entertained. I want to be ministered to. I want I want the church to provide me religious goods and services that I can enjoy. 
and I'll even pay for it. I'll, I'll, give, I'll give my tithes and my offerings, and I'll support a church that does that as long as they entertain and take care of me. That's the fickle, because, and that's their expectation. My church, and when they say my church, they are serious about that. I paid for this church. I give my money. I expect my church to meet my needs, and uh, and and therefore uh, uh, I am paying good money and support of my time, my my possessions, those kinds of things. I'm paying all of that for the support of religious goods and services that I can enjoy. This is the fickle. All right, what happens when the fickle, the expectations of the fickle, aren't met? Well, they move on because they're because they're consumer Christians. I'll go find a church who does do that for me. I'll find a church with the latest program and the and the the, the latest and greatest music and the latest and greatest this and the latest and greatest that. I, and if I don't find it, I'll I'll move on. Jesus saw these people and actually dealt with them when he when when he was feeding, you know the five the miracles of feeding of the five thousand, just after they they had eaten, the the meal, the people stood up says uh, you know show us a miracle, you know, and, and that's always struck me as odd they had just been fed from just a few pieces of fish and a few pieces of bread, and they stood up after they they were all full saying show us a miracle, that's the fickle that's the fickle nature of the crowd. When, when, the, when, the, when the fickle nature of, of followers of Jesus don't have their expectations met, they move on. So we have, we have the forceful, we have the faithful, we have the foolish, and we have the fickle. But then we have one last verse that doesn't really fall into a category. It's Jesus' responses to, to that bunch, and that's, that's in verse uh, 35. It's, it, it's one verse. It, it is his conclusion and his response to all of these, all these, the, these characteristics. Verse 35. But wisdom is proved right by all her children. So Jesus is concluding his comments about all of these characters uh, and all of the expectations that they have. And he talks about, of all the things that, that, he, that he could have said, you know, he could have pointed out the errors of their thinking. He could have pointed out uh, the strengths and the weaknesses of, and of their thinking. But he, he says that, look, wisdom, wisdom is confirmed in the heart of God's children. So he, he appeals to a wisdom issue. Expectations, everybody has them. They're not all sinful. They're, they're not necessarily wrong. But we have to be willing to submit our expectations and our interpretations and all the things that we hold so uh, being so absolutely true. We have to apply wisdom to it. And wisdom is found uh, in the book of James. It says, if any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask God who will give it liberally. Uh, and so we, we need to be, be prepared to, to challenge our, our, our expectations, uh, challenge our assumptions. And we need to ask God to give us wisdom to know how to wade through the, the uh, issues of what it means to follow Jesus with wisdom. And he says that wisdom will be proven right in time, in the, in, 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 in the lives of God's children. When, when God's children seek wisdom, then all of the other pressures and all of the other com competing ideas and things can come into focus because God says if you lack wisdom, Ask him and he'll give it and you'll understand 
and you'll see the right way to go and the correct and the productive, faithful way to follow Jesus. Well, we've had a good evening this evening. I hope that your week is going to be well. Look forward to seeing you again next Sunday. And um, I encourage you to spend some time in prayer with your families tonight for the prayer requests and the needs that we have. Uh, take those to the Lord, and we'll see you later. Goodbye.